You're listening to Environmentally Speaking, a weekly podcast diving into legal matters surrounding the environment, public utilities, energy, zoning, and permitting laws in Rhode Island and the surrounding areas with your host, Marissa Desitel. Welcome to this week's episode of Environmentally Speaking. Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Desitel. I'm an environmental attorney here in Rhode Island. And I'm Clarice, coming in with questions, comments, topics. And this week, I'm coming in with my own personal nightmare. Oh. The rules of perpetuity. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the rule that you learn in law school where you have to add 21 years to a certain date to figure out the perpetuity deadline or something. Yep. A wise lawyer and dear friend once told me it almost doesn't really show up. So you don't have to worry about it. Okay. It was you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, Mar, really I, I was I, freaking I, out about it. And you're like, oh, it, it doesn't actually show up all that much in practice. You'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I got to tell you that the article and, and the, the topic that you're talking about, the rule of perpetuity, I literally have never used. And I've been practicing law since 2006. So I think it's fair to say that it's not a, a common, not common issue. So why but are we it, talking about it? Because it showed up in uh, in an environmental fashion today, and I thought it was kind of comical that one, it was my absolute nightmare in law school and studying for the bar. Two, it relates to this podcast, and it actually has a kind of nice resolution, a nice end story. So instead of circling the issue, let's get into it. We're talking about the O'Leary family far. If you're a Rhode Islander, if you're close to Burraville, um, maybe you're familiar with the O'Leary's family farm. It's apparently been a uh, a local institute for many, many years. Um, it's a 65-acre farm. And, oh, we talked about this last week, the week the, before. The G is silent. Go ahead. Pasco. There nope. it is. Yes. Yep. You got it. Yes. And uh, unfortunately, um, one of the O'Leary family members, Mr. O'Leary, had passed away, leaving Mrs. O'Leary with the farm. And she was kind of left with this decision of how do I kind of honor the family farm, keep this legacy going while going through with the decision of I can't I can no longer manage this farm by myself. My understanding Mm. is Norma O'Leary is on the elderly side from reading into this. No, no ages were listed. No ages are necessary. Well, it does say that for more than 40 years, yeah. Ernie and Norma O'Leary grew corn on the farm. So there are 40 years. That's a, that's that's a lifelong long farmers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so left with the decision of what do we do with this farm? She donated the farm to DEM and into a private land trust in the town of Burraville um, with the Nature Conservatory. So that way it's conservancy. Conservancy. 
Conservatory is music. Yeah. Conservancy. Yes. Or where plants are, right? Isn't that a conservatory as well? Oh, could be. Remember the, the board game Clue where the conservatory was always in the corner? I played that as a kid. What? You've never no. played Clue? No, we didn't have Clue. Well, that's, you should play it. It's, it's right. fun, really. Uh, my mom and I used to play it and the concert it's a board game i don't know if i said that already it's <laughs> it's loosely based on the movie clue mm -hmm. which is also fantastic and in the corner of the board game is a room called the conservatory and the whole perimeter of the board are different rooms and you're you're you pick a character and a weapon and you move things around on the board and i remember the conservatory in the corner having a lot of plants. So I kind of always assumed that a conservatory was sort of an indoor greenhouse. Huh. I like it. Well, I guess there. I'm sorry. I just went on a complete tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It kind of makes me a clue now. I gotta yeah, it's, out. it's a lot of fun. So the Nature Conservancy is what the organization is here in Rhode Island that is involved with this transaction. Yeah, so they they she essentially donated um, the farm to this organization, so it remains a farm. And here's why I wanted to bring this to the podcast: it remains a farm, and remains undeveloped land, or or not built on land, mm -hmm. in perpetuity. Okay. Now, my understanding is you can't predetermined what land is forever correct but my reading of this article and maybe your reading was different i got the sense that this land was promised to be not developed past farmland forever yeah help me out sure what's what's happened i don't have the rhode island general law citation on the tip of my tongue because I didn't know you were going to throw this question at me. But I do know from my years working at DEM and, and beyond that there's a law in Rhode Island that allows for land to be bound in a certain way beyond the customary statutory amount of time, which I think is, I think you can only hold, um, you can only uh, bind land for something like 30 years. Uh, I might be wrong about this. I apologize. But there is a law in Rhode Island that allows the Department of Environmental Management to um, regulate land through a recorded conveyance document that's recorded in land evidence records beyond that, that um, time period. So they, as a state agency, can put property into uh, open space use forever hmm. in perpetuity. Yeah. Very cool. That's, and it's a, an exception. To, to ah, okay. And don't get yep. me wrong. I love the idea that there is some way for an organ or a state agency for these conservatories and places like this. I said it again. Conservancy. The nature <laughs> conservancy. <laughs> I'm thinking about Clue it's Mr. Green. With I have to go to a thrift store and get it. Um, I'm very excited about this game. 
But I like the idea that there is some sort of way to sort of protect land and keep it undeveloped or keep it as a natural space for an extended amount of time and protect it from development. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I am too. I am too. And I, I, um, the other thing in this article that jumped out at me that I wanted to highlight is more than half of the $250,000 purchase price originated from something called the DEM open space grant program. Where does that money come from? It is, it was funded by the voter approved green economy bonds in Rhode Island. If you are a voter in Rhode Island and you go to the polls, you will, I think almost every time I've gone to vote, there's been a green economy bond on the ballot and they generally get approved. And I'm always very proud of Rhode Island because they care about the state's natural resources. Well, this is where the money went. You know how you're like, ah, government, not you, Clarice, but people are ah, government and taxing and take my money. And I don't know what you're doing. This is what they're doing. And it's a, I think it's a, a lovely way to um, invest in Rhode Island. That's very cool. I don't know if I, now that you've said that, I can't remember if I saw that when I last voted in Mass. I wonder if Massachusetts is not as, green economy bond forward i don't know next time time i vote i'm gonna look for it i I feel like in rhode island there's always a um uh a green economy bond and then some kind of grant to go to the university of rhode island every time like what is going on down there that they anyway that's i'm not gonna (laughs) digress again We need to get clue. We need yep. to figure out if you are eyes okay. Conservancy. <laughs> we have to figure out what a conservancy is. We've got a to-do a list conservatory. Today. Now I'm saying it backwards, conservatory. <laughs> but all in all, I thought this was, I love the idea that this, I mean, this is, a, I mean, 65 acres is a, is a big chunk of land. Agree. Um, yeah. I like the fact that this family's legacy is going to continue. It's going to mm-hmm. be a lease agreement. So it's going to remain a corn farm for a while longer. I don't know how much longer. Um, this article that we're looking at doesn't say, and of course we're going to link it in the show notes. Um, it also talks about how they're going to be putting in, it looks like a walking path, either it looks like around it or a walking path is going to connect sort of in the perimeter. There's going to be some way to, to visit, I guess the, the edges, I imagine not through the farm. That's not going to be helpful. Um, so you'll get to see this area a bit more, but I like how there was some protection and my nightmare is a little less scary. The rule of perpetuity did come back. Yeah. And it's not anything to do with math. Yes. It's not 21 years out from the last living member that could be affected by. Oh, that's what it is. It's the rule of perpetuity is the last living member of a group plus 21 years. Right. Yes, but it's the thing that always caught me up was figuring out who the last living member could be. Hmm. Because they always wrote the question in a way that tricked you up. It was terrible. Ugh, bastards. Guys, write in if you have this shared nightmare. Um, <laughs> can, I, can I end with a, a quote from Norma yes. O'Leary about this oh, transaction? Yes, please. I just, I'm such a romantic and I, I just love this story and this woman 
again, just as she seems so lovely. She says, the land will continue to be farmed as Ernie wanted. I am very pleased with how this worked out and know that Ernie would have felt the same. Oh, it's nice. That is really nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm really happy that Ernie's memory and all of his, his hard work, I mean, that's 40 years of not easy work, gets to be honored and protected. Yeah. So we're really is, happy to see that. Yeah, we are. This is a good one. Mm -hmm. It's a good story. I like this. Nice job, Mrs. O'Leary. Very beautiful work. Oh, thank you folks for listening. Next week, I believe it's next week. Yes, looking at the calendar, we have a special guest joining us. I am very excited to introduce. We are going to have Bob Rocha joining us from the New Bedford Whaling Museum. Uh, Bob Rocha is the Associate Curator of Science and Research, and he's going to join us talking about whales. You've heard Marissa and I talk about whales for a while. I'm hoping most of what we talked about was correct. But if it wasn't, Bob's going to set us straight. Yeah. He's going to talk about um, wind farms in the under um, the underwater li uh, line laying. I think that sounds like mm -hmm. a tongue twister. Yeah. Um, he's going to talk a little bit about the orcas in the news. I'm sure you've all been hearing about that. And uh, we're just we're really excited to have him join us. So join us next week for that. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Environmentally Speaking. If you're in need of an environmental attorney, we are here to help. Call us at 401-477-0023 or visit our website at www.desatellaw.com. That's www.desatellaw.com.